Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Hi, this is Lindsay Jones from The Athletic Football Show. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to just make a quick note that we recorded this last week and the tone doesn't maybe feel quite right for what our country is experiencing right now, but we wanted to go ahead and let you guys enjoy this really fun episode, um, but also wanted you to know that you know we, we understand what's going on in the country right now. And now onto the episode. This is the Athletic Football Show. Welcome to the Athletic Football Show. Today's Thursday, May 26th. I'm Robert Mays. Great show for you guys today. We did this last year. We did a draft of non-quarterbacks. We will lay out what the rules are for this draft here in a second. Before we get into the nitty gritty, I want to introduce people who will be doing this with me for the second year in a row, starting off with the Athletic Zone, Lindsey Jones. Lindsey, how you doing? I'm great. I'm ready to own this draft. So let's bring it on. It's going to be a beautiful disaster. Uh, as, you, as you said before, it's going to be a beautiful disaster. Your board is all over the place. I'm sure it's going to be great. And here to help us finish this thing off, my good buddy, Nate Tice. Nate, how you doing? Doing great. Ready to recreate the Galacticos that I did last year. But what did, what did you, what'd you call yourself in the Slack? Uh, the Mickey Loomis? Oh. <laughs> yeah. So we've been trying to set the parameters here because, look, we're a little, we're a little loosey-goosey on what this exercise yeah. is. Is it like, you know, we're not building a complete roster. We're not doing 11 players, you know, exactly how you would line them up at the field. We're going to pick five guys, right? We're going five guys or seven? Seven. Guys? Seven. Okay, excuse me. We're doing seven rounds. Hopefully your big so, board's more than 15. Yeah, so we're going, you know, we'll have seven guys. So you're, it's not a full roster, right? And like, you know, it's like kind of how are we fitting into the salary cap? Like, do I want to pick guys that are at the top of their position? Top of the market? Maybe. Wow. Maybe I'll go the Mickey Loomis route. Maybe I'll uh, F them picks and just <laughs> trade for all these guys. I don't know. I think Robert is a much more responsible GM than I am. Um, but it's fine. YOLO, let's go. So here, here are the rules as I'm going to lay them out. We're going to do seven rounds. The NFL draft is seven rounds. It allows us to hit about 20 players, which I think is a good number. For the quarterback draft that we did last week, we did five rounds, obviously. It's so a little bit of a different thing. But similar to that exercise, contracts, I am taking them into account here. I believe that we should take them into account. Yeah. So what these guys are going to make over the next four years, same rules as we laid out on the quarterback draft. So those are the parameters. As we did last week, we're also going to do a snake draft this time, like we didn't do last year, just because we think it's a little bit more fair and Nate okay with that. Lot, you learn. Basically, you, you learn. You know, you learn <laughs> as you do this more often. You you do it a couple times. You figure out what works, what doesn't. We're going to go through as we make some of these picks. Talk about where some of these players went last year, why that might have changed. Kind of dig into what we've learned over the last year or so. I did a random order generizer. Generizer, a random order generator. <laughs> Starting off great here. Great. Random order generator. As part of that random order, Nate has the first overall pick. That means I am second. Lindsay gets the turn at three, four, back to me, so on and so forth. So let's do this. This is your second year in a row with the first yeah. overall pick, isn't it, Nate? Just tanking. 
just you know, it, yeah the process <laughs> has been working great <laughs> trust in the process i traded for this um and i i'm going uh chalk again i'm not even going to change my number one pick i'm going with aaron donald and i think wow. it's just aaron okay. donald is gonna this be is, i'm so glad you did because this really makes things easier on me because okay, i didn't good. know what i was gonna do if he was still on the board at number okay two. i was okay. saying i have in bold letters at the top of my draft board where does aaron donald go so one 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 and i think this is aaron donald for this should be this spot until aaron donald doesn't look like aaron donald <laughs> um i i am doing now we're going to year two i actually kind of know what to kind of look at maybe get a little tidbits on some of these guys um but the only guy i could ever like you know age is what and also aaron donald had a couple like oh the super bowl might be my last game but who cares it's aaron donald uh, but he's a good athlete i think he's going to age well even if he is undersized the only guy you can compare to him is really, as far as size and skill set, is John Randall to me. Um, John Randall was a Pro Bowler with 11 sacks at age 34. So I, Aaron Donald is about to turn 31, I believe. And so I think I think he's going to age gracefully. And I think he's still going to be the most dominant player in the league. When I mean, he really is. And nothing has changed uh, my opinion on that. So he is set to make 26.7 this year and then 23 and a half for the next two years. We'll see what happens with an extension. We'll see what happens with an (laughs) extension. I I doubt he ends up playing at at that salary. Yeah. Let's say it's 20. Let's say it's 30. Okay. Let's say he plays at 26.7 this year and they, then they rip it up and the years three through four in this exercise are 30 million. So average out 28. That's what the best edge defenders in the league are making right now. Right. So that's what your Joey Bosa's are at. Right. Exactly. So you're what Bo, TJ Watt, Bosa, some of these other guys are right at that 28 number. Mm-hmm. Even if Aaron Donald gets a raise after this year to about 30 and he becomes the first 30 million dollar year defender, then he's right in the range with those guys. Even for ages 31 through 34 at that price tag, it's still probably worth it. He's still that good. Still he's still surplus. that different from everybody else. Nate. Yep. Still some surplus value there. I mean, it it's all comes down to, OK, there might be a week of 10 a week 13 game where I would would say he's quote unquote quiet. Like, you know, Oh, Oh, just a TFL and a half sack or something of that sort. Watch the playoffs and watch where these, a guy like Aaron Donald can actually where his value comes in. Because when it comes into crunch time, just like we say, getting a bucket for a quarterback, this is a getting a bucket from a a rusher getting after the quarterback, you know, ask Joe Burrow on that last play in the Super Bowl. Like that's what a guy like him can do at any moment in the game. I think he had like 15 or 20 more pressures than any other interior defender in the league last year. And obviously he played more snaps than anybody. But if you look at it on a rate basis, he's still one of the most impactful players in the league as a pass rusher on a per play basis, even though he's playing like a thousand snaps over the course of the year. And my favorite is when you look at the graph, Seth Walder do these every once in a while from ESPN, where it's the pass rush win rate and the double team rate. And he's, Aaron Donald's just in his own corner of the yeah. graph. He's just so far <laughs> it's away. Like, it's like Steph Curry shooting threes. The, like, you know. the, like, the th- double team graph isn't even fair for him because yeah. like, we need to quantify all the other ways that teams yeah. try to defend him. Triples, he's, other he's chips, everything else. <laughs> My only question here, and you kind of mentioned it, Nate, where um, you know there was that after the Super Bowl, is this going to be his last game? My only hesitation potentially taking him in the first round is that he could walk away. I mean, I think mm-hmm. that I think ultimately the Rams will probably make this worth it for him. But, you know, he very seriously considered retiring. This wasn't like a, you know, a, a splashy TV mm-hmm. soundbite. Like this was a very real thing that was kind of percolating within the Rams throughout the postseason 
um, it was something that they were talking about in the locker room. It kind of led to a lot of the Von Miller fiery speeches, do this for Aaron type of stuff, because I think they all thought that he could walk away. So that would be my only concern. Like last year, I took Tom Brady, the last pick, I think, at our quarterback draft being like, yeah. fine, I'll take one year out of Tom Brady with my last pick. You might get one year of Aaron Donald. Yeah. I just I, I hope we get 18 more years of Aaron Donald that we figure out some sort of technology right away that we can just like freeze him in time because we're right. so lucky to get to watch it. But look, from what we see on on film of him or in person when we're lucky enough to do it, there's no better no. player in the NFL at any yeah. position than Aaron Donald. I, I'm going to give him the messy deal and give him like 30 percent stake in my team. And then that, you <laughs> might as well. And. <laughs> I could could we give him a stake you... in the oh, so, I was like, can we give him a stake in like Man U and like all the other teams that, <laughs> yeah. that the Cronky zone at this point? Yeah, right. Arsenal. <laughs> all right. I have yeah, the Arsenal, number two excuse pick me, that here. was the Glazers. I have the number two pick here. Yeah. <sighs> so I was trying to game this out and we'll and we'll talk about it as it as it continues I love to go. I also, by the way. Because you guys, I also you have a great spot. You have a great. great spot. You guys get to make so all the soft ones. <laughs> I also had the number two pick last year. I picked Chase Young. I regret that. And I regret it's the development that you'd hope to see from him in year two when it, you're making a bet on, all right, does he put the pass rush plan together? Does he yep. take a step forward in that direction? He didn't. So now I, I've learned some lessons from that where betting on solely on potential in that spot or one year, it can get a little bit dicey. Mm -hmm. So I wanted something that was a tiny bit more of a sure thing, but also – I'm getting some value. I'm getting a guy that's really young. I picked Justin Jefferson. Oh, I thought you were going a different direction with that. With the... I picked Justin Jefferson. So okay. you get two years. He's been amazing for two years. He's one of Justin the best Jefferson, players. So yeah, he Justin Jefferson <laughs> is a, is an unbelievable player. Okay, yeah. I was talking to a member of the Vikings coaching staff recently, the, the new staff, and just they said some things about him that were wild <laughs> in terms of where he fits in. Not only players in the league now, but just as a receiver over the last 10, 20 years. That, that's how good they think he is and how good of a season he could possibly have this year. All right. Justin Jefferson is 22 years old. Mm -hmm. 22. The next two years, he's slated to make $3.6 and $4.1 Even with the fifth-year option, let's say he gets $25 million in year four on whatever extension he ends up signing. That's still $12 million per year over the next four years. That's half of what the highest paid receivers in the league are getting right now. And he's 22. Yeah. He can play inside. He can play outside. I think he was sixth in the NFL last year in yards per route run from the slot. Like what you can do with him as the centerpiece of your passing offense as a 22 year old guy making that amount of money over the next couple of years. I could have him. I, for the price that you're paying the best receivers in the league. Okay. Yeah. I could have Justin Jefferson and Javon Hargrave for the next four years. Like that that's what I'm thinking I mean, here with I was taking Jefferson turn, and, so. and Donald. And so that's that's what I'm going with. And there are other guys in consideration. We'll talk about all of them, but I just think what you're paying him over those times or and the two years of production, the fact that it wasn't a one year wonder, all the things he can do for your offense and what receivers are getting paid right now and the discount you're getting for him. That was my thought. Totally get it. And I, I wrote about this. I had an article on questions for first year play callers and with the Vikings one, I'm so curious how much they you mentioned it in the slot because of how the Rams have utilized Cooper Cup. And that's what Justin Jefferson coming out of LSU was so good at, was that he was a power slot. That's why I loved him. And I thought he would be more like a Godwin type. 
And the fact he's become so, he's even more dynamic on the outside than Godwin is. He is a true upper elite type of receiver. Top five, no matter how you shake it. I, that's how, I mean, easy. Yes, top and, five and 22. Yes. And now he's, yes, you're getting him on the rookie deal. And I think he's going to be unlocked even further because he's been used more traditionally under the Kubiaks. And now with Kevin O'Connell, I think now getting to move him around on a down to down basis, I think he's going to explode even more than he has. And he's already set crazy numbers in the first two years. So I totally get it. I would have taken him at, at six, I believe I'm at. So I would take him on my next two picks easily. He He's going to play all over the place this year. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure. I, I'm confident in that, that he'll yeah. be playing all over the place. Yeah. So it, it was, there's so was many directions He was 22% from the slot last year. And I think yeah. right from my article, and I think that'll bump up to 50. <laughs> Nate, I, I don't, I don't know if I've ridiculous. run this by you. I've been talking to like in conversations with coaches and stuff recently. I brought this up and I'm curious what you think. I feel like a really good development plan for receivers is if the guy played in the slot in college, but has the body to play outside in the NFL. Like those are the guys I'd chase yeah. because the refinement in their game, just the the IQ and awareness of coverage structures and everything mm -hmm. else you have to worry about when you're playing in the slot. And Justin Jefferson even said that to me and how important it was, all the option routes he ran inside, just Navigating his understanding traffic. of the mechanics of yep. defense. That would I would love to if I'm a scouting receivers, like that path of how they've where they've lined up and who they've been, that's what I would bet on. If I could have find a guy who played in the slot in college but could play outside in the NFL based on body type, those are the guys I would chase. AJ Brown's another good example. Or, or Drake London or Alec Drake, Pe they're, Alec, they're Drake Pier London. Alec Pierce. Like no wonder those are those are certain type of guy I like in every draft class. So Lindsay, yeah, what do you think, think about Jefferson at two? Um, I like it. It's making me rethink a few things um, with my with my picks coming up. Um, you know, he's going to be, well, maybe not the exact next guy to get a huge contract, but um, he's going to benefit hugely from what's happened this offseason. And the Vikings in a couple of years are going to, you know, they're either going to benefit by keeping one of the best young receivers in the game for a very long time and paying a premium to do so, or they're going to get like a shit ton of first round picks to trade him away. <laughs> it's going to be a, a really interesting exercise in wide receiver value, but yeah. um, I love him. He was obviously very high up on my wide receiver board as well. Um, he went last year at number 13. Yep. That's where Nate took him. So uh, big jump. Shouldn't have sent that. Reflect yeah. Reflective <laughs> of um, reflective of the wide receiver market. And what's yeah. going on there, in the so, NFL this year? There are some guys where I would consider taking them a little bit higher, and I'd, I'm just trying to play this a little bit. So it's not yeah, necessarily the snake that I think draft Justin is Jefferson, changing things. I love a little it. Bit the here snake for draft us. changes things. So I'm. This is about strategy as much as it's about how much I love Justin Jefferson. Even though I'm totally comfortable taking him here at number two, I'll talk about some of the other considerations as I get to my next pick. I don't want to give too much away. Yeah. I don't. I want to lay too much on the table God. here. So you're up, Lindsay. Okay. So yeah, like we, we we did not do a snake draft last year, which changed things a little bit. And look, we're not building. Like I don't need to trot these guys out to play an actual football game, but I do want to have some diversity yeah. of position. I I've tried. To hit different positions. I, yeah. I have tried to mix it up a little bit in what I've um, done with this. Yes. So I get two guys here. So um, like Nate, I'm going to stay with the number three pick from last year. Um, I was very happy with it last year, although I think you guys were a little bit surprised with where I took him. But I'm taking TJ Watt once again Staying the same. at number three um, cool. because I love him. He's so versatile. He's so dominant. He's coming off of a defensive player of the year um, award this year where, you know, 
it, there was some discussion about whether he was the guy who deserved it or not. I voted for him. Um, I, I think he absolutely deserved it. And there isn't really anybody else I want outside of Aaron Donald on the field every single defensive down than TJ Watt. I'm re- I rewatched some against some games against the Steelers defense, and I wasn't even watching him. But it's so fun. Like, he's just so and, disruptive every, every play. single snap every play and run plays he knifes inside and this is my i still think miles garrett's a hell of a player but i do prefer tj a little bit because he plays the run better and yeah it's the freaky stuff he wins with his hands then he bends he does exactly how J. it's so funny how he's like kind of like a smaller version of jj because just they can go rogue sometimes the better be plays but he's right because he's so smart with it and he's so athletic to take advantage of it and I mean, he's just so productive. He's gonna be 28. You're getting him in his prime. So I totally get yeah. this. I mean, and, he's expensive. Um, uh, when we did this so draft good. last year, he hadn't gotten his contract yet, yeah. but we kind of all knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and he now has gotten his, you know, his massive deal. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. I will spend. Look, I'm, I'm Defense a little yolo. I'm a yolo GM here, but I will spend <laughs> at the premium positions. And uh, Ed Rusher is absolutely premium position. So. Lindsey Loomis. <laughs> all right, you get your next one here too. Okay, you get, you get two here um, at the turn. All right, so I'm going to go value pick then at number four to balance this out a little bit, um, and I'm going to take Jamar Chase okay. at number four because he is young. So I considered taking him at two. I mean, right? it was to me yeah. it was between Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. I think the two years that I've seen from Justin Jefferson, that was the only reason. I just yeah. Think so that- would you say you regret chasing taking Chase Young because you know he didn't have that jump after year one? I do think Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase's rookie year in terms of like where he's already at in his development, I think was maybe already accelerated based above where Chase Young was in his He was an all pro. You're not betting on potential with Jamar Chase. He's already (laughs) one of the best players in the league in his position. The last game that we watched, the last game that any of us saw, he was roasting Jalen Ramsey. So give me Jamar Chase. I'm, I'm I'm pretty happy with Jamar Chase. He might not have quite as much of uh, the positional flexibility as Justin Jefferson is, is like he can be as dominant in the slot, just line him up everywhere. But in terms of like a guy who can go out and win one-on-ones against every single cornerback in the NFL and already has that elite level chemistry with his quarterback, um, I, I'm, I'm very happy to have Jamar <laughs> Chase here, especially as cheap as he's going to be for the yeah. next uh, three seasons. And he's young as hell too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he came out super young as well. So yeah, no, he'll I be twenty. It. I think he's still twenty-one. He'll be twenty-two this upcoming season. Yeah. So he, if you look at the money, it's actually very similar for Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase, just because Chase was a top five pick. Mm-hmm. So over the next three years, he's making like seven, eight, nine, and then whatever this fifth year option is going to be, it's going to be about eleven a year, and Justin Jefferson's about twelve a year. So yeah. even with that one more year that Jefferson had, that was part of my thinking as well. But I easily could have gone Jamar Chase just because. The way he may not line up as in, in, in as many places, but the ways he can affect the game are just as varied. Oh, yeah. I mean, the idea that he's one of the best deep threats in the league already, and also one of the best yet guys in the league already—that just doesn't happen. <laughs> you don't have guys that do both of those things. Nate, if you in this exercise, if those guys were both available for you at the turn, and you could only pick one, who would you have taken? I was taking Jefferson at the turn. Okay, he was. Okay. Been, he would have been one of mine. I figured one of them would have been gone by the time I picked. So I, I kind of anticipate that, but I would have gone Jefferson. I slightly leaned to Jefferson, just some points you've already made. And that's just personal preference for players too. But Chase is, it's incredible what he does, especially for his build and, and just be able to play bully ball. But this hand-eye coordination is just exceptional. Like it, it's incredible what he can do and, and control the body, his body control. Yeah, body control and all that. And 
again, these guys were college teammates, and we've taken them into the insane. <laughs> top. It's, it's insane, insane that these two played together. So yeah, no, but I I totally get it. But Jefferson would have been picked at the turn by me. All right, so I'm at five here. I waited on. I knew I could get this guy at five because Lindsay was doing the turn and not you. Because if you had had two picks before I was about to pick here at five, I wouldn't have felt good about waiting on this. But oh now I, I did. I, I did oh, feel feel okay. He's taking your crush. Who's it going to be? I'm picking AJ Terrell. Oh wow! Okay, okay. Playing That's high for AJ Terrell. I don't know. I mean, I love him. So he's high up so, on so my here's, board. So here's the reason. Okay, he's 23 years old, and. If you look at it, there are no other corner. I think you can make maybe an argument for Patrick Sertan. Okay, hold on, don't 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 jinx his name already. Don't give him out there already. (laughs) You can make an argument for Patrick Sertan, and that's fine. But the most of the the top corners in the league right now are are sitting there making you know eighteen twenty million dollars over the next four years. AJ Terrell is going to make eleven, and what he did last year and how he played last year. It, it was insane, like some mm-hmm. of the numbers. Do you know what A.J. Terrell's quarterback, the passer rating against him when he was playing zone coverage last year when he was the closest defender when targeted? Do you know it's what like, it was? It's like it's about under 50, right? It's something ridiculous. It was seven. Seven? <laughs> seven. He's insane. 7.7, 7, according to PFF. Some of those plays where he's playing cover two and sinking underneath That's routes, the, the, the awareness yep. to do that, and then also play the run. I mean, he's physical enough yep. to come up and play that when they're playing all that cover too, which Atlanta did a ton of last year. But he can just play man. Yep. He's really, really good when you yep. allow him to do that. Falcons played about 30% man coverage last season, which is the 13th highest rate in the league. And he was fantastic mm-hmm. in those situations. And you know, re- big body, you know, 6'1", about 200 pounds. There just aren't that many great and potentially great young corners in the league right now. And I think that's why I was tempted to take him as high as I did here, just because of scarcity. And it was the idea, maybe Sertan at eight, which I'm maybe giving some stuff away, but that was the only other consideration as to why I would would wait on him. But that's why I was comfortable doing this. I know you loved him. So I didn't want to wait for another turn in case you took him. Oh yeah. No, I love him. I it's, I watched him against the Jags because I was watching Trevor Lawrence and they start sprinkle him in the slot a little bit and just big guy, guys that size shouldn't be that quick and fluid. And it's just, it's really cool to watch because his awareness is his best trait. And on top of that, yes. he's a good athlete and with good size. And my favorite thing to look at was the next gen stats did, uh, they do the spray chart where everyone throws all the targets and all that him against the bucks in the home game uh, at Atlanta. And there's three balls completed onto the right side. Tom Brady just aimed from like the right hash to the left the entire game. And <laughs> two of those balls completed weren't Terrell wasn't in there. They're like goal line plays. And the third one was that deep hole shot. He hit to Mike Evans where Terrell is sinking, sinking, sinking. It was one of the best throws in all of last year, but because it, it was he so, broke up he, two hole shots when they yes, played in Tampa early yes. in the year. And they finally, and you could tell Brady was like, all right, I'm going to try this. It was like a 40 yard hole shot. It was the deepest thing I've ever seen. And it was, it was beautiful. Like on everybody, it was just a good football play, but it like just Brady knows Brady. There's a reason he just aimed left the entire game. And yeah, and that just speaks to AJ Terrell. I, I, and it's aggressive and I know it's a little bit high, but I just, again, positional scarcity and price and age and where you, the fact that you have like two more, three more picks, between when I'm going to pick again, I just I feel like I had to do it now if I was going to get him. 
I, He's I'm super get... cheap right now. His yeah. cap hit is less than four yeah. million dollars this year. Yeah. Um, we'll see. I mean, the the Falcons are going to have. Um, to make a lot of decisions. I mean, they're going to complete rebuild mode, right? I mean, he's one of the last guys left there that they're going to want to actually keep the build around. So it'll be interesting to see when ultimately he gets paid um, and where that's going to go. But for right now, super cheap. Actually, I mean, let's say if it's, let's say his extension is $20 million in the fourth year of this exercise, because it's two more cheap years, fifth year option, then fourth year. That's still 11 million averaged out over the next four years, which is about half of what Marshawn Lattimore costs yep. over that same stretch of time. And that that was my thought, is if you can get that for half, there just aren't that many young corners that's a slam with proven dunk. track I mean, records. That's like the easiest it's, choice ever. Yeah. So that was that's why I did it. Team versatility, a lot of different things I was taking into account there. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep. You heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, Nate, you're up. You got two here at the turn. And I'm going to get my top three players on my board here. So oh, I'm going to get players two and player three. Player right now racing to get this card in, Micah Parsons. Uh, Freaking uh, first team all pro, 23 years old, insane player. Can't block him. Love him. Three years on the cheap. I'm like popping everything I can right now. You were, <laughs> you were the I Lions hoping, right now racing I was hoping eight. I could get him at, at eight. That was okay. I was hoping that oh. he might be there, but I had other plans here. So okay. that's, I'll get I, into it, but. I got Aaron Donald, Michael Parsons. I am ecstatic, uh, but yeah, Parsons is insane. Uh, I mean, he's, it's one of the most fun players to watch in the league, just period, any position. Uh, just plays with his hair on fire. And on top of that, he's like a 0.0001% athlete. Um, love him. He had 12 sacks in his first 13 games. Uh, only other guys to do that, Julius Peppers, Reggie White, <laughs> and, and, and Leslie O'Neill. So, I, yeah, that's pretty pretty good host, historical precedent that he's setting there. And uh, He's yeah, a perfect modern points. player. Yeah. He's a perfect modern player because it, I, he's somebody that I feel like in a previous world where – and I don't know what this comes from. I think maybe it's just years and years and years of watching those Lovey Smith teams and – I really enjoyed like some of those Jim Schwartz teams back when you know, they were playing really well. Just that we're rushing for these are where we're coming from. We have a single gap like these are traditional pass rush roles. And I love those types of players. And I think for a lot of different reasons, that's why pocket pushers and more non-traditional pass rush guys. There was a, just a barrier for me for a while. There's like a cognitive dissonance of understanding how valuable they could be. But now as the world has shifted and we've talked about that a lot. If you can create matchups defensively, having a guy that can win any matchup that you create for him every single time lining up all over the defensive line, it, the value in that is insane. Yeah. And that's what he is. You can just pick the guy you want him to exploit, and that's where you can line him up in any defined passing situation. 
Yep. And the fact that he rushed the passer 50% of the time, it's like exactly half the time he was unleashed that way. The other half of the time, he's just allowed to be an athlete back there. He's unlike any other player. Allowed to be an athlete. I completely understand. Because he's still figuring out uh, how to how to cover and work in space. But going forward is is incredible. I, I'm I'm slightly regretful now. But I'll, I'll, I'll we'll see you'll you'll see why I didn't take yeah. him at, at five. You'll see I why I didn't. All right, who's your next guy? Oh, and this is number three on my big board. And this just speaks to how insane last year's draft class was. And that's Rashawn Slater, uh, an all pro rookie left tackle. Uh, didn't go into top 10. So his contract's going to be cheaper. He's a technician on top of being an like he he plays like a pro already as far as body positioning. And on top of that, he's a great athlete. Yeah, he's got shorter arms, but he's great. He's 23 years old. He's going to age great. I mean, we're hitting him in his prime as it stands right now. He doesn't even have a top 20 cap hit for his position until 2024. So he is going to be $4 million on average over the next four years, 8.4 yeah. million. And in 2024, his cap hit will be 5.2 and that'll be 14th among left tackles. So barely in the top 50 or top 50%. So yeah, I mean, you're getting all pro left tackle. That's what I, I think the chargers. It's hilarious that they nail the two hardest spots on offense and they have them on rookie deals at quarterback and left tackle. But yeah, Rashawn Slater. So I got those, that was my top three on my board was Aaron Donald, Micah Parsons, Rashawn Slater was, was my top three. I thought one of them would be gone. So I'm pretty ecstatic right now. Robert is <laughs> I'm, devastated. I'm, I, I, I wish you guys I, could I see a, Robert's face right now. I have some regrets. <laughs> I don't really though. I, so, okay. No. So I have the next pick, right? I have the yes, next pick. Okay. I'm taking miles Garrett. Yeah. And the reason I didn't like take Parsons at five was because I figured I could potentially get Garrett at eight. And all, everything you said about Micah Parsons is correct. And the fact that he is kind of a one-of-one player, I, I totally understand that, and that's why I considered him at five. But you look at Garrett, okay? 26 years old, was the most effective pass rusher in the league on a per-snap basis last year, led the league in pass rush win rate, Win rate double teamed about as much as any other edge defender in the league. I think was second in the NFL in total pressures among edge players. Only making twenty five million over the next four years. His contract is not as crazy as you think it is. I, when I was doing the study for this, that actually surprised me. Was looking at that deal. Only has a twelve mil, twelve million dollar cap hit this year. That's, yep, it's pretty. So yeah. you average that out. It's only twenty five million over the next four years. Yeah, he's only twenty six. Mm-hmm. So younger. you get twenty six, twenty seven, twenty eight, twenty nine. 26, 27, 28, 29, where TJ Watt's two years older than that. Yep. And that's why I just was comfortable betting on that, even with the contract extension. I just think the age, what he is down to down, that's why I was okay passing on Parsons there. Because like, if I can get Garrett at eight, then I think I'll be all right. I understand the logic. Team building. <laughs> Lindsay, what do you think? I mean, I'm still happy with my TJ Watt pick, so that's fine. I, but I do love Miles Garrett and uh, – at some point, he's got to break through and win this Defensive Player of the Year award. It feels like every year in October, like this is going to be the year, and then just something happens where he'll disappear right. for a few games. Um, I'm just waiting to see that really complete season. And, you know, for a number of reasons, it hasn't come together for the Browns. I wonder if they're a more complete team this year, if the quarterback play is elevated in the second half of the season, if they have a complete roster. They could if, be winning a lot of games. Yeah. yeah. And if he has those moments, you know, where he has a three-sack game on Sunday night football against mm-hmm. the Steelers in December, you know, those type of performances, that'll kind of put him over, get him over that hump. Oh, totally makes sense. 
he's a freak. Did you see he just switched agents too? So he's Ooh. uh he's a uh, I mean, he's been paid, but he's kind of lining himself up now. He switched to a uh, uh, clutch. Oh, so so um, he's really yeah. <laughs> angling to get paid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he is. So I'm sure he's seeing what's going on in the market and you know setting up for the next couple seasons. Smart. I mean, all right, Lindsay, you got two, right? So uh, yes. Yeah, so That's... now are my next two picks, and I'm going to have a little bit of reaction to what's already happened above me and the panic of knowing I'm not going to get to pick again for a while. So at number nine, I'm going to go Tristan Wirfs. Yep. I'm getting my. Cheap I'm so number, sad to miss out on both the number tackles. four. On I'm my so board. sad. <laughs> so and I'm uh, like like Nate. I'm, I'm I'm hustling on this pick. I'm going to be really happy with it. I think he's going to be a you know a cornerstone tackle for a really long time. A guy that we're just not you're just not going to have to worry about. Yep. And certainly it helps that he's had Tom Brady to be his quarterback for the first two now going to be three seasons. But I think no matter who he's protecting. I think he'll look. He would look good if he was protecting Blaine Gabbard. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. He's he's I mean, that good of a player. They put him in such tough spots because they don't chip help for him, and they throw the ball deeper than anyone. It's true long drop dropbacks, and he holds up against. No, it doesn't matter who he's playing against. Which is, I mean, right tackle is just as important now because of everybody. All the pass rushers going over uh, to the right side. And you so. see the prices converging now. Yes. If you look at the market for yeah. right tackles, the contracts for guys like Brian O'Neill even. Those numbers are starting to get a little bit closer together, which makes Werfs on the deal he's on right now even more of a value. Yep. So over the next four years, you play it out where he's getting a market extension in that fourth year of this exercise, still $12 million on average over the next four years, yep. which that's a huge discount when you compare that to where left tackle contracts are going. I mean, that's half of what Trent Williams will average on the deal he's currently applying on. That's an unbelievable yeah. value. It, it was hard for me to miss out on both of the tackles. It, it was difficult. It's fine. You're just going to have to spend for that position. And, you know, <laughs> a lot of those but... guys hit free agency. Yeah. This. So this <laughs> is well. Here. So this is a conversation about, and I, it's something that I think we've I've come back to now a little bit as we talk about these positions. I do think that it's harder to find an elite tackle than it is to find an elite receiver, which is more valuable to your team having elite tack an elite receiver or having an elite tackle. I th I think I'd rather have the superstar receiver and go get like the 15th best left tackle in the league. It depends what I mean, again, it's always going to be the team makeup <laughs> because that's just it's hard for me to say. Of course, but this is all happening in a vacuum, right? Like yes, this is a contextless a exercise. Yeah. So that's that that was my thought. That's why I went the receiver no, and it's what so that's again. I, I it's hard for me to watch the tackles go, and I really wish I, I had one of them. But well, yeah, so I made year, my decisions. Last year, Worf's went ten. Okay. So he's kind of in the same. We're kind of in the same zone well, here as we were but last if, year. If Rayshon Slater's not on the board, then I think Nate takes takes Worf's. So I think yeah. the fact that Slater is a, is make one year cheaper on the contract. Yeah. It, all that stuff. That's the reason that I think Worfs doesn't go in that Slater spot. Yeah, I mean Slater obviously going to his rookie year last year. None of us were drafting him here. No. I mean, I think there were some rookie, actually, no rookies in our non QB draft last season. Are Did the you first... take Kyle Pitts? I thought you took Kyle. Uh, Pitts oh yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. I took Kyle Pitts with yeah. the last pick. I take that back. Yep. Um, the first tackle taken last year, I took David Bakhtiari, um, okay. which I regret. <laughs> I love him, but I regretted it for 2020. Nope. I should have taken Werfs where, where I took AJ Brown and, last year. That was a mistake. Even and, though I do love AJ Brown. But looking at, and that's it's just it's cool to look at just even tackles. Like for me, because Slater and Werfs were next to each other, and that goes back to like just preferring like pitchers. Like yeah, you prefer a lefty over a righty, but who cares? You get you get just get the ace, you know. And that, I think that's the same way to look at tackles now. At least I do, anyways. 
And the, the tiebreaker, I think, one cheaper year. I mean, yeah. the fact that it's $8.4 million over the next four years, if you're just <laughs> looking at him and everything else is equal, I might as well take the guy who has one more cheap year on his contract. Worse might even be like younger than Slater, too, which is actually kind of crazy. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> All right, Lindsay, you got one more, right? Okay, I do have one more pick here, and I've been struggling a little bit. I, I know which position I wanted to go here, and I was having a hard time deciding which guy, and I'm going to go for the younger player, although they – basically cost the exact same amount of money and i'm going to take jair alexander oh oh over jalen ramsey which is going to change the board up a little bit oh yeah Um, the corners are fascinating so i'm curious why you took jair Alexander. so let's just go through the i really want to take patrick sertan and i don't i i kind of just panicked about the having too many banking off of a rookie year into the next year because i fucking love patrick sertan and he is so cheap but I think Jay Alexander is in just a different tier. Like there's just like this very, very small tier of the premium of the premium cornerbacks. And I'm going to take him because he's two and a half year, a year and a half, almost two years younger than Jalen Ramsey. You're just rebuilding your team from last year. Almost, not quite. (laughs) You picked him sixth last year. I know, I know. So I waited a little bit longer this year. Well, he got paid. And so a lot of these corners have gotten paid. So there aren't that many cheap, younger corners that you would feel good taking high in this draft. I took one of them, and I think that you mentioned the other one, Lindsay. I won't say his yeah. name again for your sake. Because Nate's just going to get him. The guy who plays for the Broncos. Because you're not going to take – well, Nate's going to get him. It's fine. I'm just well, resigned. I might have two sitting there. Take him. Do I just don't through the defense? <laughs> so now you have Ramsey, who is older than a lot of these other guys, right? So the, the, the group that I'm talking about here, Bijay Alexander, Marshawn Lattimore, Denzel Ward, and those are the guys that just got paid, yeah. all of them. So you look at that; those averages. Lattimore a little bit earlier, so he's twenty million over the next four years. Alexander's eighteen million over the next four years, and then Ramsey's even um, significantly higher than I think it's twenty four point five million over the next four years because of the way they structured some stuff. And he's a little bit older, so I can totally understand saying, "All right, I get one more cheap year with Alexander, then the extension kicks in, and he's a couple of years younger." So. Those are the conversations I think you have to have with yourself when you're kind of parsing between the corners that are available in this thing. Yeah, he's my favorite of that group of the guys who just got paid. And, you know, I think there's things to like about Denzel Ward. I I, I would have Lattimore kind of a group down from him. Also, he might be facing a suspension this year, which is something to consider. Um, mm-hmm. He had that weapons arrest, I believe, last year. Um, so Jair Alexander, yeah, I, I, he's just my favorite of that group, um, given age and production and the way that they like to use him in Green Bay. And they're going to be a very defensive-heavy team this I, year, despite having the uh, two-time rated MVP of the fun. league at quarterback. I mean, they, Stokes, him, and then the Amos, Savage, Douglas. The Packers like defense it, might just be ridiculous. It's, it's like one, that's it's, one of my favorite DB groups in the league. It's awesome. It, it's just it insane just that ridiculous. you have the MVP of the league. You have Aaron freaking Rodgers, and they're just building their team to win games like 13 to 10. Love it. <laughs> just just keep it tied for two minutes. And then just as, as Robert knows what happens with their, when there's 90 seconds left and you give Aaron Rodgers the ball. I think that's God. just what they're building to do. Just don't let it come down to field God. goals. Yeah. yeah right. Fucking Chris Conti. Oh, God, this is the last thing I want to think about right now. All right, it's my pick, right? Yes. Yep. So this is what, the 11th pick? Number 11. Number 11. I am more than comfortable taking Nick Bosa here. Yeah. Which gives me Nick Bosa, Miles Garrett, and A.J. Terrell as the 
kind of baseline of my defense as I'm putting this together. You can even play him on the left side. So he played 500 and about 75 snaps as the left defensive end in that defense last year. So you get him on the left side, Miles Garrett on the right side. I'm good with that. <laughs> that, that, that I'm totally He's fine really with. He's really good. 24 He's- years old still. About to get very expensive. And you know you can talk about him still being on his rookie deal potentially as a bonus, which it theoretically is. But now as we've seen some of these extensions gets handed out and where the markets are going at certain positions, even though he is right now on the second to last year of his rookie deal, he's at 10.8 this year because he was a second overall pick, 17.9 next year on the fifth year option. So two years not on rookie deals in this exercise, he could be making 30. He's probably going to make $30 million a year on his next extension and jump over Watt, his brother, everybody yeah. else at that spot. So we average that out. It's probably about 22 a year, but he's still only 24 years old, and the other top-edge rushers in the league are making 28 now. It's so it's still a value. He's still one of the best players in the league at his position. I am more than happy to do this at this spot. He's a force, man. Like even He's unbelievable. Got, yeah. Like the year he got hurt, like whatever game one or game two, like he was still dominant. And the last year he was still dominant, especially in the second half of the year. He had 21 TFLs, 32 hits, quarterback hits, four forced fumbles. And it's like on top of that, 15 sacks. Yeah, casual. And yeah, he's an absolute force. He he's, he's he was the fourth player on my board. Was he? He was okay. number four. Yep. He's he was the fourth player on my board. So nine. I feel okay about this. I had him at nine. <laughs> All right. So Nate, you got two, right? Yeah, and this is this is terrible because I thought one of these guys would be gone. Uh, so I'll just be just be an open book because I'm only going to take one of them. But I'll be choosing between Jalen Ramsey and Patrick Sertain. And okay, so walk I'm, through your thought process here. Yeah, I'm, I am. So just I walk am. me through this with Ramsey. Yes, we talked about he's hitting the almost about to hit the dreaded 30 year mark. Even though he's 28 this year, we'll cross that bridge when he has to. Uh, but he's just so he's big. He's smart plays inside and outside. And even if you're worried about him losing twitch because he's such a good tackler and physical, he can move to safety. There's guys when he came to the league thought he should have been in safety. So it's yeah. like, I, I think he's going to age very gracefully. And Patrick, even if you play him inside full time, even if he plays corner, slot. but he's an inside corner now, I think it's that so would allow him to kind of transition to a new okay. stage it's, of his career. It's however you want to use him. It's, yeah. I mean, he's freaking Charles Woodson. Like, but it's, he's insane. And uh, with Patrick Sertain, it's certain, right? It is certain. It, that is so much training for me to say certain. Uh, he's 22. He's going to announce himself as an elite corner this year. The second last six games, second half of the year last year, he was incredible. Watch him against the Bengals. And just a special blend of size, athleticism, smarts. He has feel, obviously, from his dad. He was also played at Alabama. I don't know if you know about the head coach there, but he knows how to coach DBs and he just kind of gets it. Like it's just body positioning and all that. And I mean, he's a steal and it's a rookie deal. And I'm almost like, want to talk myself into it, but I'm going to stick with my board. I'm going to go with Jalen Ramsey. And this is just really, really hard, but I'm going with Jalen Ramsey here. Cause I'm only going to pick one corner. And so one of you guys gets my, my new baby and, and, certain. <laughs> and so I have to let him go, but I'm going to go with Jalen Ramsey just because of that. Cause I just think he's an absolutely incredible player. And actually I, game changer i picked him at four last year um so yeah pretty excited about that so that is pick what 12 yep yeah 13 what he got i so i had sertan and ramsey were 10 and 11 on my board we're 10 they're 10 and 11 i had them six and seven (laughs) i had the i had the tackles a little bit further up and i had the pass rush i I had parsons and garrett in there too jefferson was five i think 
I don't know. I stopped numbering them after three. <laughs> and I just started putting notes. It doesn't really mean. I'm fascinated by who you're going to take over Patrick Sertan now. The fact that you did want oh. to diversify your positions. One of the most dominant players in any position in the league. And he's also, I think, going to be 21 this year. And that's Kyle Pitts. Um, this dude is He was 12th on my board. He's unguardable. <laughs> right there he's in the same range. Me. He's insane. He's unguardable. He's already like. You uh, took uh, the only two valuable Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> oh, or no, they're I, the only two. They're you off made the board. me do it. I only wanted to take one. You know, you left all these guys there. Pitts was ninth on my board, I believe. And oh my God, he's absolutely insane watching. Because, you know, a lot, of, a lot of people were watching uh, Falcons much last year. So as I've been doing some studying of the second year quarterbacks, I watched again. I watched some Falcon stuff and other, other, other stuff going on or second year players, I should say. And Kyle Pitts is ridiculous. Splitting him outside, I know I've made the argument that, yes, you want him to work more in line and everything, but he's a true X receiver, and he's a baby. And, I mean, he already broke 1,000 yards. He's going to be a bonafide all-pro year in, year out for the next decade. He's unguardable. He's faster than everyone. He's bigger than everyone. He's insane catching, and he's still figuring out how to play football. Um, I think, yeah, Pitts is insane. Uh, elite, elite player, and he's only entering his second year. So, going with Kyle Pitts. His snap distributions are wild. So oh. in line, 248, slot 286, out wide 237. Exact distributions between Love the it. three spots. And no. what they can do with him as a result of that, he is a better outside vertical threat than the receiver they just drafted eighth overall. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think could be an indictment of the receiver, depending on how you look at it. But they don't see it that way, and I don't really see it that way either. either. It's just these blurred lines between how they can use them both and you know the size is obviously what jumps out but the versatility is what Mm -hmm. sticks with me it's like you have no idea in any given snap where they're going to be and how they're going to want to create matchups for both of them and i think that's fun as shit because they had to because just who they had on personnel but watching arthur smith late in the year it's actually a lot more fun watching that offense than you would think and it's hilarious they put kyle pitts as the slot guy on third down Cordero Patterson was the de facto tight end chipping and protecting <laughs> because they wanted to split Kyle Pitts out to run the deeper out. And it's like, it's just weird. It breaks the brain a little bit. And that's what he does. He breaks the game because he's that talented. It's going to be so fascinating when he comes up for a contract. Oh, I mean, do you remember the Jimmy Graham uh, position? I, I remember the Jimmy Graham the thing very tag. well. And I think Kyle Pitts is going to have an even stronger case. Yeah to get paid like a receiver. It's going to be wild. I mean, we're still a few years down the road from that, but I'm sure the NFL PA guys are watching this very closely. David Mogoletta, his agent, is probably already plotting how this is all going to play out, but it is going to be really fascinating, and I'm freaking pissed at you, Nate. (laughs) Because he was my steal last year at the very end of the draft. um, All right, so I'm I'm picking now. This is the the 14th pick. I am very happy to get Patrick Sertan here. I... The fact that I've gone all defense in this thing is not what I expected to do when we started this exercise. But the way that it's broken, I'm totally fine doing this. This, this is the Chicago Bears and you just deciding not to help your quarterbacks. It's fine. <laughs> Apparently not. They trained you. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Uh, I'm, I, I'm thrilled here. He just turned 22. Yeah. Uh, and he's going to be cheap for the next several years. And it, the... I mean, the conversation we just had about the number of young corners that are beyond relatively inexpensive contracts, the, the list is so short. Mm-hmm. There just aren't that many guys like, I think these could be building blocks player, building block players at this position, and they haven't already gotten paid, and they're a certain age. It's really just him and Terrell, and now I have them both. So I have A.J. Terrell, Patrick Sertain, Nick Bosa, and Miles Garrett, which 
I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> I feel okay with that. Three of those guys are still on rookie deals. Yeah. I'm pretty annoyed. Like, I wanted him bad. Like, I, that was the guy I was getting ready for one of you guys to snipe up a little earlier. Some the, fact that I've, the fact that I've, been pa- I've passed on twice just right now. <laughs> you know what I love is that the, the, the Broncos were so different schematically last year than you might have thought coming into the season because we have spent so much time and energy talking about the move to just more shell zone coverage in the mm-hmm. league and how Vic Fangio was the person who kind of started that entire movement and then Brandon Staley jumps on it. And then Vic gets all these corners and he's like, fuck it, I'm playing man every snap. Every snap. <laughs> I don't care anymore. Every, robber, and, robber, 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 every snap. I mean, like 45% of the time. Yeah. So it was really like a baptism by fire for a guy who – didn't necessarily, when you look at their depth chart coming into the season, you thought would play a ton because they had Kyle Fuller. It was like a next year thing, and Fuller didn't play very well. So now he gets thrown and out. He got there forced and like, in by uh, somebody. Got hurt. Was it Darby? Who got Bryce hurt Callahan. Like Bryce, Bryce Callahan got hurt, so they had to bump Fuller inside a decent amount. And he's like, all right, you're on the outside. You're playing man coverage on 45 percent of your snaps. Go, and he was fine. He was I mean, there are growing pains as there's going to be at that position. Really, really, really hard to dominate at that position as a rookie. Almost you nobody just didn't does. See the, you just didn't see the mental breakdowns nope. at all. Yes. Like, you know, his film is really, really, really clean. Yep. And that's why he was in college. He was so clean. Yeah. And on top yes. of that, he's big and fast. It's like crazy athlete. I yeah. mean, it's the jump he's probably going to take this year. And yeah. I, I think next year we'll be talking about him as a top five yep. solidified player at the position, most likely. And yep. again, he's 22 with three cheap years left on that contract. So and getting him at 14th in this exercise, I feel fine about that. I know not a lot of people are grinding corner film, but it's it's when well, I just want to kind of put in perspective. It's, it's hard to just be a tangible above average corner as a rookie. Like Jalen Ramsey was above average as a rookie. And that was like notable. It was like, oh, wow, wow. Marshawn Ladd. Terrell, same, same deal. Same Terrell. kind of pathway above where average. it's like yep. above average. And yep. then that year two leap, like yes. astronomical jump is what you can take. And, and I think he's going to do that this year. But what I was going to say is Sertain was good as a rookie corner, even better. <laughs> like, so that's why I'm even excited to see the next year. Yeah. But he's, yeah. he's an outstanding player. There it, were. I'm, there were a lot of people in Denver upset that he didn't get more serious consideration for defensive rookie of the year. I and mean, I think it was just a factor. Uh, it, it was because the Broncos just weren't good and they and weren't playing in games that people were watching. Yeah. And Parsons was pretty good too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, last year's draft class is going to be a historical one. Like it's, it's insane. The amount of talent, the blue chip talent from that draft class. And that's like, these are non quarterbacks too. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. 
Selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. For their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify magic. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash maze, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash maze now to grow your business, no matter which stage you're in. Shopify.com slash maze. Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokers Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. All right, Lindsay, you get two here? I get two here, and I'm not taking anybody from last year's draft class, although now I feel like I'm going to regret that. Um, but I'm going to go the opposite of Robert's tact here, and I'm going to I'm gonna load up on offense. Love it. Um, so I'm going A.J. Brown. With Fuck. My God damn it. <laughs> I really wanted him at 17. I was really, really, really hoping that he would be there. I thought you guys would get scared off because the contract. Look, I already took Jamar Chase. I'm I'm balancing out my team. I took Jamar Chase already, so now I'm going to spend at receiver. He's 25 years old. I'm crestfallen. I wanted him so bad to pair with (laughs) Justin Jefferson. I already got the best pair. Best receiver, Pitts. So, so here's where I'm looking at that with, with A.J. Brown, uh, because now we're kind of getting into that group of the rest of these guys have been paid mostly. The, the, the rest of the receivers on my board. It's yes. the 28-year-old yep. yep. guys and yep. up. Um, Cooper Cup gonna, about to turn 29. Devontae Adams going to turn 30 midway through this season. Tyreek Hill is 28. It's kind of that next group of guys. A.J. Brown is making in the same range but he's a full three years younger than that group. Um, and it's not the same range over the next four years. You look at it over the next four years, he's 5.6 this year, 8.5 next year, and then 27.7 and 22.7. You average that out, it's only $16 million yeah, over the next four years, crazy. and he's only 25 years old. So that's significantly less than all of those guys are making because he's coming off of a rookie contract. So you're getting a discount, and he's younger, and he's really good. These were all the points I was going to make when I took him with my next pick. <laughs> Which it makes it kind of wild that the Eagles were able to get him kind of for what they gave up and when they got him, considering what other teams were yeah. doing to acquire wide receivers I mean, and then ultimately having to pay them. You don't want to yeah. pay first for Hollywood Brown? You know <laughs> uh, yeah, I, this was a subtweet about the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> this, this remind, and even if you look at the price paid for some of those other guys, even if we love Devontae Adams yeah. and Tyree Kill as players, you think about, and it reminds me of what the Colts did with the Forrest Buckner, 
Remember when all these teams were trading two first-round picks for impact defensive players? Khalil Mack, Jalen mm-hmm. Ramsey, Jamal Adams. And then the Colts just swoop in like, we'll give you one for Buckner. And they got it. Yeah. And that's what this reminds me of, Lindsay, is that you have another trade in the same vein, the way it looks, but the price tag is a first and a third for a player who, who's three years younger and the cash flow and the actual contract is significantly cheaper. Like the Eagles did pretty fucking well here. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I am really interested to see like what he's going to look like functioning in the Eagles offense with Jalen Hurts. I have a lot of spoiler alert. I'm not going to be taking Jalen Hurts very high. Uh, <laughs> if you listen to our quarterback draft. Um, so I have some questions about exactly how that's going to function. But if, he, if he's a guy that you could just drop him into any roster, um, I'm super happy to have him. Um, and pairing him with Devontae Smith is going to be sweet. Like just such, yeah, it's you know, great. How they it, it's great meshing those skill sets. Yeah, love it, love it because I love Devontae. It makes Smith tons as well. of sense. Okay. You have yeah. one more, right. Lindsay, right? I do. Yep. So I love my top two receivers, and now I'm going to really love my top two tackles. Even though I'm taking an old guy, and I'm going to take Trent Williams. Yep. I don't care that he's 33. I Give me Trent Williams totally every day. It. Line him up, Trent Williams, Tristan Wirfs. Let's freaking go. <laughs> it's let's awesome. just. T- size i'm protecting all of my quarterbacks sorry robert your quarterbacks are going to get destroyed but i like my tackles lining up against your uh your edge rushers and and again it's the argument they it's it's so scary because of the age but then it's like when you watch them it's like well there hasn't been a drop off yet and so it's kind of like the aaron donald even though aaron donald's a couple years younger it's the he's still trent williams he's He's gotten older he does have a couple seasons that he didn't play he's, he's been banged up throughout the year too oh yeah oh you mean sitting out the year as well? yeah, yeah so i mean in, in terms of just like getting the boost. total number of snaps and stuff yeah i mean he hasn't been completely healthy so it is a little bit of a risk there but look we're in the middle of the draft yeah. i'm not going to get to pick again for a long time so um i'm going to take the best player at his position uh in trent uh, in, in trent williams excuse me my tws at both tackle <laughs> both tackle positions here robert looks I'm, like you're I'm having so a hog I'm so screwed because I, my plan <laughs> hinged on k- taking A.J. Brown because I was originally going to take him at 14. And then when Sertan was there, I was like, I can't pass on that. It's just the value of it. And we kept talking about it. I mean, if you want to talk about trading, I mean, yeah, we already right? drafted them. Next year's, next year's second right. rounder. <laughs> so I am, I'm, I'm pivoting. I feel fine pivoting. It's, okay. Totally, it's okay. I didn't think I'd get him just based on my original plan, every, a lot of other considerations. I'm going to take Cooper Cup. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> you guys haven't mentioned him once. I was like, yo, this is easy. I'm getting him easy. So oh, the, only the guy reason, who had the receiving triple crown last year, that guy? Yeah. Oh. The only reason that I was not running to get him is that I think if you, he plays in the slot mostly and I already have Jefferson and it's fine. I'll figure it out having both of them on the field at the same time. So I was talking to a member of the Rams coaching staff, an assistant from the Rams staff from last year. He was telling me about two plays from the Bucks game in the playoffs. And he, we were talking about them. And one of them is it's down near the goal line. And, and you wouldn't even probably notice it if you didn't watch the end zone clip. And it's a play where they're lining Cup up in the slot. And they're having him combo block with the tackle as a receiver. Like a tight end. As yeah. the most productive receiver in the NFL last year, they're having him combo block with the tackle. He's supposed to combo to the, to the nickel. The nickel the way the nickel moves and the way the linebacker scrapes, the linebacker comes into his vision. He comes off of the nickel at the right time and decleats Devin White for a run that goes down inside the five. In real time, he he feels this out and not only makes the block, 
but elevates a defensive player who weighs 240 pounds and is a top five pick off of the ground. Later in the game, the long touchdown he scored, the play that he scored on is supposed to be a play where he curls deep. It's a deep curl as part of that concept. But he reads it out based on what the safety is doing because they they were pinning down the safeties with that route in, in other parts of the game and other parts of the season. And he reads it mid-play to take it deep for like a 75-yard touchdown. No other player in the NFL can do those two things. No. And even if you're worried about him being 28, you get 28, 29, 30, 31. It's fine. You know, I, that, that doesn't worry me whatsoever. He's even if he gets a $25 million extension in years three and four, he's got two years left on this deal. That's 22 million. That's cheaper than the other receivers we're going to talk about here. So money role. He's unlike any other player in the league. I mean, yeah. Nate, we talk about power slots. Like he is the power slot. Mm-hmm. Like he's the guy that is the, I think the blueprint, in a lot of ways for what teams want out of that position. Yeah. And I'm, I'm fine doing this. I have him yeah. and Justin Jefferson now, and I, I, I'm rolling with that and I feel pretty good about it. He had a similar sequence uh, against the Seahawks at Seattle. I want to say it was a Thursday night game this year. And he caught two balls on this drive. And one of them one of them was like first down, boom, okay, explosive gain. And the next one I want to say was like a second and 20, or like a second and 15, something like that. And he settles to catch his dig, and they end up uh, being third down. I think they get stuffed on third down, and it's a fourth down. And so, okay, he's already contributed two explosive plays on one drive. And on the third or fourth down that they run, they run the ball. They run like a zone play. He's on the backside. And they ask him to cut off Carlos Dunlap. And he does it. Like he cuts him off like a tight end. And it's like, this guy is creating explosive plays from you from the slot. I think one was slot, one was the outside. And then he, and he cuts off Carlos Dunlap. And it's just like, yeah, like you said, no, he's such a unique player because he can do all that. It's not just like drawing up an X and it's like, okay, lose, lose with grace. It's like, no, he's actually doing it. Like he's actually like, like you're saying, he's adjusting. He's making the play better. And that's what he does. He just makes every play better. There's a reason he's almost on this field every single snap. Some receivers, hey, we're in heavy personnel. We're going to spell him off and get him off. And it's like, nope, we want Cooper on the field because he's going to help out this play. A lot of other receivers you could theoretically take here if you're helping on taking a receiver, which I was based on how the rest of this went. Debo, DK Metcalf, some of these other guys. And it's just, even if I'm paying a little bit more, even if he's a little bit older, I just think what I want receivers to do and just – I, my imagination isn't good enough to make the most out of Debo Samuel. I'm not Kyle Shanahan, so I'm going to take Cooper Cup here, and the proof is in the pudding of what he was last year, and I'm going to feel okay about that. We did not draft Cooper Cup last year. We did not. I know. Bad job by all of us. I know. It's a bad job by us. I mean, it's it's a bad job by us. <laughs> I, it's, I, it, it's a lesson about how much quarterback play matters for when you're a skill position player and like how you can just have this guy hiding in plain sight, who was arguably the best non off. He was, he was the best non quarterback offensive player in the NFL last season. And the fact that he could be that not really be that much different than the guy he was in previous years, based on the way the offense spread out, what he was asked to do, all of that stuff. It's, it's a good lesson for all of us. Although I I will say we only went five rounds last year. Maybe if we had gone seven, we would have snuck in there. You drip in there. Maybe. I'm Mike. All right. Lindsay, no, you got two, right? No, I got two. Or Nate. Nope. Nate, Nate you got two. And I'm, yeah, grasp, not grasping at straws, but kind of like I can go in a lot of directions here. And this is very hard because now, okay, okay. And this is, this is, I, I'm, I'm building this, making this pick because of just what modern defenses are, especially on passing down. So I already have Aaron Donald. I already got Micah Parsons. I'm going to go with DeForest Buckner. And I think DeForest Buckner mm. is a 
game wrecking force that we just kind of just glance by. You mentioned him earlier about the why trade. Buckner over Chris Jones if you're looking for that type oh. of player. Oh, just usefulness. Uh, okay, <laughs> just I'm, I'm curious. Size. I, I, oh, no, I'm, yeah. I'm curious. Uh, size and uh, I thought Chris Jones, even though they tried to bump him on the outside last year, and it was kind of like a failed experiment for kind of moving him back in and, and bouncing him around. I think Buckner down to down is more disruptive. Jones is a a home run hitter in the sense that gotcha. it, 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 okay. it's, it's big place. It's TFLs and, and sacks, which is good. Wait, don't get me wrong. I love Chris Jones. Buckner is that he has that weight to him as a gravity, as a pass rusher, as a disruptive force, and they can move him all around the D line. Like, you know, you don't really want him on the outside. You can put this, this dude at nose and he's just manhandling guys. He requires a double team. Um, I also think that his contract is going to age. Okay. Uh, 2023, it'll be the seventh biggest cap hit for D tackles. 24th is six highest. So you're getting them at a little bit of discount with that cap going up as well. And I just think he's barely missed any time. I think Chris Jones has a little bit of inconsistency to his game. Uh, uh, that it happens, but I think DeForest Buckner just play in week in, week out. You can count on him. And I, I really like where my defense is going, especially he's just a unique player as well. Just size and range and, and his athleticism, but yeah, hell of a player. Not just cause it's he's a really good one. It's, I mean, I, he wouldn't have, I wouldn't have taken him. I just, there are a lot of other directions that would have gone, but I completely understand that. I mean, he was definitely like one of the last few guys not on my list. Oh, no, I got, I got, you got one one more. And this is my last pick, man. God. Okay. Devontae Adams. I'm not going to go with him, but he's on the list. Mark Andrews was on the list because I thought somebody would take Kyle Pitts. Mark Andrews. Interesting. He's a good, uh, they've already paid him. He's 26. I mean, Okay, real quick Mark Andrews stat. He was third in the league in first downs of target, which is one of my favorite stats to look at, and behind the other two with, with players with over 100 targets. Top two were Devontae Adams and Mike uh, Mike Evans. My question so with was, Mark Andrews, I'm, how much of that was by design and by like, this is because desperately it was the Ravens? <laughs> also some of that, but he's I think he's really taken a leap forward as a player. He's worked on his drops a little bit. He's better at blocker, more consistent blocker. Just, I think he's just a really, really good player, but I'm not taking him. That's why I'm not taking him. Uh, God. All right. Well, screw it. But I already got the left tackle of the future. I'm going to go with the right tackle here. And this might be just like my DeForest Buckner pick. This is my offensive line version. This is Ryan Ramchek. And just because I want a right tackle, he's an all pro right tackle. He bang- had a banged up knee last year. He got the surgery. It's a minor surgery. It's cleaned up now. He already got paid. It's going to age well. He's 28 this year. I think he's a good enough athlete where you're getting him right in the prime. And when he hits 30, you know, you tackles age fairly well. Once you're 32 is when you start kind of going, eh. but I think Ryan Ramchek, you know, just a really, really, he's a true elite right tackle. Or if you even want to go a half step below that, but love him. I think that's, I got my two bookend tackles with him and Slater on either side and just an athletic player, good in pass protection, good as a run blocker, smart player, not just cause he's a badger. But really, really, really good player. And I, I feel very good about my team. <laughs> I would have considered him with my last pick here because I need I, I need an offensive lineman. I'm taking an offensive lineman here. I got two pass rushes already. I got two corners already. I could theoretically take a third corner. Denzel Ward is somebody that I was I had circled mm-hmm. for later in this draft. I had not taken two corners early. Over the next four years, average 15.5. Two more cheap years left on that deal. Just turned 25 years old. Let's compare that to Marshawn Lattimore. It's five million a year, four and a half million a year or less, still less than Jair Alexander. So Denzel Ward is somebody I considered here. Rashawn Gary is that somebody I considered here. So it mean you think about the guys I took a little bit earlier, but Rashawn Gary, 87 pressures last year, tied for third in the NFL. 
on a per snap basis, according to PFF, was the most disruptive pass rusher in the league. Go back and watch that San Francisco game. I know he's not playing against the best right tackle in the world. That long arm move is disgusting. Yeah. And he's he so came smooth. on the second half of the year. Yeah. He, he's going to have a big year. but also year. powerful. I think so, too. I think yeah. he's headed in a really good direction. I agree. And there aren't that many of those guys that are younger, kind of getting to be super, super impactful edge rushers. Brian Burns is in that conversation. I, I was going to say, there's one more in there. <laughs> so Brian Burns is somebody I would have thought about if I didn't take the, the pass one. rushers already. I think Max Crosby is also yep. should be mentioned here. Yes. Still 24 years old. Yep. 24 years old will average 18.4 over the next four years. So you compare that with the guys at the top of the market pass rushing wise. I mean, he's somebody I would have considered if I hadn't taken those pass rushers already. So a lot of different things. I already have two receivers. I think CeeDee Lamb is probably in this conversation, you know, like down in this range of things. I'm going to go with Penny Sewell. It just, I, if I'm taking an offensive lineman, there aren't that many guys who are still relatively cheap. You know, I think he really had a nice second half of the season. Super, super young. If you want to build in some projection, going to be making no more than I think $7 million for each of the next three years. So a third of what top end of players in the market get at that position. So that's where I'm going to go. I did not expect to take him there, but that's that's the direction I'm headed here. The other tackle I would have considered, just as a wild card, somebody's name I wanted to mention as part of this is Jordan Mailata. Because over yeah. the next four years, 13.8 over the next four years, he just turned 25 years old. Yeah. So the player he is right now, I don't think he's in this conversation necessarily, but if you want to build in where things can go over the next few years with his age and the trajectory of development mm -hmm. that he's on, I just wanted to mention him. Just, I love just it. throw him in there. When he signed the extension last year, I, I saw a lot of people were like, really? You're paying him? It's like, just wait. Just wait. Dude, as soon as he's, you can. You might, you might as well get him on that cheap deal. Like because I think he's last year. Yeah. yeah. And again, let's say he becomes the – the fifth best left tackle in the league. If you're locked in at that price, it's a huge discount. Yeah. Like, so I, I wouldn't, I'd still rather bet on Sewell and just the, the traits and the pedigree and all that stuff. But it felt like Malata was worth mentioning. Those are pretty much all the players I had in my top 20 board. Yeah. I just wanted to empty Brian the Bur clip here. So people are like, why didn't you talk about so-and-so? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Brian Burns was another one. I, like that one was, that one was hard for me to, to not, not take in this draft. He's not and Brian Burns was I, high in our draft last year. He's still, so a good year. <laughs> similar to Chase Young for me, though, yeah. is that I think that he did not take the step forward that you might have wanted. To see. He's still a really good player. Yeah. But that, like, I want to see the, the speed to power. I want to see that one notch of strength and him being able to play with that physicality. I don't think he turned that gear as much as I wanted it, him to. It was a year. step, not a leap. Yes, I, I, think I think that's, that's totally fair. Yeah, I know. And it's funny. He got the Pro Bowl nod and everything. And it's like more like, mm, I still want more. <laughs> I, still yeah, I, want I more. think there still is more. He's still, he's still very player. young. He's, he's still he's like 24. 24 years old. He's 24. Yes. I know. So I yeah. bet worth making. If if I had not take, let's say I take uh, Worfs instead yeah. of one of the pass rushers, then I probably do take Brian Burns in that I, I, but, the, I mentioned all my D line and stuff, and that, that's the thing. I already had three of them. So Burns would have been another one, but I was like, yeah, okay, four. I, I would have been pretty sick, though. <laughs> Lindsay, do you have like two you more? Are, I have to run one this out more. or just one? One just more. Just one. One pick, I believe, is my last guy. And you guys were just about to talk me into Brian Burns. I had made up my mind which edge rusher I was going to take here. And then you guys are trying to talk me into uh, Brian Burns, but I'm going to stick with Max Crosby. Nice. Okay. You know, I like Nate, it. Robert, you already, you already mentioned him age huge factor yes he did get a contract but i still think compared to some of the very top guys there i mean joey bosa 
didn't get drafted here. But I, you know, when we're talking contract age, mm-hmm. how consistently disruptive these players are, I'll take Max Crosby. And I also just really like him and I like his story and he's been through so much and has just really kind of like emerged as like the guy for the Raiders. So um, I'm going to go with Max Crosby. There are some moments where you you watch a guy kind of come on like that and you think, ah, is this real? Like, why wasn't he that player before? Well, he got sober. (laughs) You can track easily like why he had that huge leap because, I mean, he's just on such a different playing field as a person now. And I think it's really easy to understand that. And it is a great story, and it's very, very cool. And it, I, I totally understand. I, he was it's 100% in the conversation for me if I hadn't taken yep. those other pass rushers. He, he made my short list. And what's so cool with him is you can see his confidence building throughout this year. 100%. Right? You could see him kind of go, oh, I'm I'm like unblockable. I'm like- good. I just, and, he, and like realizing that he deserves to be there. Yep. Yep. And that yeah. like he, he, that really he's cool. like not just like a competent NFL player, but he's yeah. like an unblockable yep. at times NFL player. I'm really excited to see him and Chandler Jones. Yeah. together it's That's pretty awesome. terrifying he's also actually. he's a crazy athlete yes if you go back and you look at max crosby's testing numbers they're insane he passed the threshold 99th the... percentile 60 yard short shuttle 96 percentile 20 yard shuttle 96 percentile three cone yes 90th percentile broad jump yep. 89 percentile vert he had a 36 inch vertical at 255 pounds and 65 and he ran a 46640 yep. he's a wild athlete just I'm... a small school guy Every time and he I had that nice rookie year, the nine-nine uh, broad jump threshold and the seven-two or less three cone for pass rushers, and he exploded by both of those numbers. And oh I was like, yeah! I was like, this guy went in the fourth round, huh? Okay, and that was when he got drafted a couple of years ago. So it was kind of cool to see him use those gifts. Eastern Michigan, and then yeah. obviously had been through a lot. So to watch it all come together, I mean, the the Raiders got him even with the extension. I think at a pretty good price tag for with a player that he is right now. I mean, I think he could easily live up to that deal as we see more and more, considering what Bosa is going to get when he yep. gets his extension and some of these other young guys, I think the Raiders could be pretty happy about that for a while. So good for him. Good for you, Lindsay, for getting him. That was fun as hell. So I who else is still this. on the board? Is there anybody else that's like left on your board that you're like, God damn it. He didn't I, get drafted. I had a couple corners, but I wasn't. Who else? Did that? Uh, you know, I had uh, Marlon Humphrey, Trey White, Xavier Howard, but I wasn't yep. like that's more like every the bottom fell out kind of draft, yep. and I was like, okay, yep. I need to get a corner. Uh, I think those guys are in the conversation again. I had Rashawn Gary, uh, Stephon yep, Diggs is still in there Gary. for me. It's Diggs is only twenty eight; it's twenty one million over the next four years. You compare that to Adams; it's less. And yep. you know, I love Stephon Diggs. Um, Marcus Williams was a, a name I wrote down. You know, it's twelve point three million over the next four years. He's only twenty five. I think he's a, a perfect modern defensive player yeah. in the ways that you can use him. Uh, Derwin was somebody that I had written down as kind I'd, of screeded I'd here. I'd make a, make a written down as my safety, yeah. but same kind of argument. Yeah, I, that had was Debo, really it. I had Debo still left high on my board, but I had already taken a couple receivers. Um, he's going to be interesting because we don't know exactly what he's going to look like if he's at a new team and what his contract's going to look like, but just in terms of impactful players yeah. from snap to snap that are still pretty young. Um, and then I had a couple of the interior guys, Chris Jones, Kenny Clark, potentially on there. I think Chris yep. Jones was the guy I didn't take last year um, and was okay with that. But the Debo's injuries is always what scares me because he's just college yeah. and then now pros. He's kind of just always been banged up. So that's always just like my, my concern with him because receiver wise, really I had what the guys you took, like that was my list as well. 
And then like my fun one would have been like Devonte Smith because that's just a personal yeah. preference. Ha ha ha. Nate takes his guy. <laughs> that's why Dix is on my list. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's kind of like my guy. And, and then Devonte Adams is the other one, but it's like, dude, it, it, now you understand why these trades happen. Cause you're just looking to age and how much fricking money that yep. is. And it's like, yep. okay. Like it's fun doing these exercises just because of stuff like that. But he's still can't, can't believe none of us drafted Christian Kirk. <laughs> I've had enough Jaguar Jaguars fun this offseason. <laughs> so Trent Balky didn't it, hack our Zoom. <laughs> it's such a telling exercise when you line them up next to each other. Like yeah. AJ Brown and Devontae Adams, right? So because AJ Brown is coming off of a rookie deal and you have that one cheap year left, that changes the money and how it's going to come out, what the averages are. A.J. Brown has a year at the end of his contract. I want to say it's like $37 million, $35 million. It's super high. It's astronomical. He's never going to get there. Like that, he'll never play on that number. He'll either get cut or he'll get an extension and he'll do something. Devontae has like a $40 million hit that it seems like he could actually play on it. Like that's – I mean, there's a good – They'll probably do something with it, but that number, that crazy number, is coming much faster for him than it is for A.J. Brown, and he's four years older. So okay. those are just the things I think you have to take into account when you're doing this. You kind of know what these guys are paid, but then when you see it, I'm telling you, uh, that's why I had that tweet this morning, uh, but it was just, it, it, you see the number on a paper, and you see what the cap hit is, and the dead cap, and stuff, and it's like, God, that's a lot of money. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of money to be paying these guys. And so that sinks in. And then that's the arguments for these rookie deals kind of comes into fruition as well. But it's it's cool, again, to do this exercise. Well, we'll tweet to Michael all Parsons, of these. Rayshon Slater, 6'7", is yeah. I, oh, I feel okay about it. I feel I feel okay about it just because I, I got Garrett at 8 when I did. And the fact that I got Sewell at 19 – I, it makes me feel a little bit better about the Sewell Slater gap. It's tough though. That's a really good run, and I, I'm gonna be fine having Cooper Cup where I have him, but uh, I'm a little bit sad about missing out on AJ Brown when I did. It's okay. I didn't get either. Yeah, I, I'm shocked I didn't get Terrell or Sertain. Like I was coming into this draft, going, I'm getting one of those guys, and then I ended up going with Ramsey. That's <laughs> so. why I. That's why I took Terrell at five, yeah. just because at that six seven turn, I was confident that you would end up taking him. One of them, yeah. I mean, that's where I had him ranked, so it would have made sense. Well, then, yeah, then you guys took the receivers as well. So no, that's why the draft's fun because now it's like it, it makes you kind of go for these positions that maybe you wouldn't have gone for originally. I feel okay about my team. I, I did not expect to go so defense, but I'm, I feel okay about my I'm team. I'm proud to listen All right. to one. Like, we will tweet these. We will tweet yes. our full things. So reply with your rosters, who we got right, who we got wrong, who won. Obviously, it's me. Um, so, you know, <laughs> make sure it's you not. Say I'm, I'm already regretting my Jay Alexander over Patrick Sertain, but Make sure you, you say who was wrong, because I know you guys always hesitate. And when you do that, so I really want to really want to hear what you guys have to say about that. <laughs> All right. Tomorrow I'm on vacation. So Lindsay will be hosting. All right, Lindsay, I, I trust you. I know I'm putting the show in good hands. It's going to be really fun. I've got some really I have big plans. No doubt so that that is true. So please come back tomorrow and check in with Lindsay and our friends. In the meantime, please. We'd love to hear from you about how you think we did. Maybe. I don't know if, I, if I'd actually actually like that, but we're going to do it anyway. Please subscribe. Or excuse me. Please rate and review the podcast on your podcast platform of choice. Sincerely appreciate that. Please subscribe to The Athletic. 
theathletic.com slash football show. It's where you can read. Nate, what did you write this week? Uh, I wrote about the second year QBs. And Wonderful. Uh, you know, all six of them. All six of those guys. But yes, second year QBs out on The Athletic. So please go check out that and all the other great NFL coverage we have, theathletic.com slash football show. If you do not have a subscription, please go do that. We'll be back tomorrow with Lindsay, and then I will be back from Mexico next week. I cannot wait to talk to you guys again. Enjoy your weekend. Talk to you later. This was The Athletic Football Show.